Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Sagra, your holistic registered nurse. Thank you for being here. And today's guest is no other than a special colleague, Dr. Eliz Mary Elizabeth Mansfield. Thank you, Mary, for being here. Thank you so much, Grace, for having me on today. Yeah, I'm really very happy because, you know, being a doctor in pharmacy, I'm sure I, our audience would want to hear your insights about holistic health. And so I want to remind our audience that all the information about Dr. Mary Elizabeth Mansfield, I will make sure that I put that at the end of the episode. And feel free to, you know, if we cannot answer any of your questions um, right now or you need more information, you could just contact us and I will forward the information to Dr. Mansfield or you, I could perhaps respond to your question. So, because we do want to provide as much information and inspire you to embrace these holistic methods and insights so that um, what I understand, what I have seen and observed from being a nurse for a while now, that the combination of integrative medicine always make a difference for someone's whole wellness. So there it is. <laughs> now, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, I'm going to just read a, a, little, a short bio for her and she will provide us through her, our conversations anything that will be relevant to this episode. The Dr. Mary Elizabeth Mansfield graduated with a doctorate of pharmacy from the University at Buffalo in 2008 and has worked in various settings such as community pharmacy, hospital, and for an insurance company. She is the creator and host of Mindful Empowerment, a broadcast on natural health and wellness providing people with the opportunity to make more informed choices on their health and helping them to live healthier and happier lives. See, who doesn't want a happier and healthier and longer life these days, okay? It's, it's a precious existence as a human being. So Mary, how about you start us from how you uh, had this transformation or how you evolved from being a, I would say like a regular pharmacist, having that traditional Western education background. And now you are one of the rare pharmacists whom I know who has embraced holistic wellness. Yes. Yeah. Holistic wellness and holistic health really wasn't a subject that was covered in my pharmacy program. I did the six years of school and re received the doctorate of pharmacy and, you know, took all the, you know, classical courses in undergrad, some of the same things that, you know, the medical um, doctors were taking and then more specifically into pharmacy, um, pharmacotherapy and, you know, et cetera. But it was really from just um, focused on, on drugs, focused on the medication and really just focused on that one approach. So it's kind of in my experience after um, working in some different settings and seeing patients and starting to, to become more aware that there's a lot more than that one approach. 
And sometimes, you know, people come in and you know, they have a medication and that maybe that was the right thing for them. But sometimes I would, I would see that there are alternatives um, that could work better with less side effects. And when only really considering, say, like the physical aspect, we're leaving out um, what's going on emotionally with that person, you know, mentally, what are other things in their lives? Because a lot of times when someone comes with some, you know, you know, ailment or disease, it's, you know, really multifactorial. There's a lot of things that can, can be the cause of that. And so I've kind of gradually shifted into a more holistic approach seeing that when we treat the, the whole person from a lot of different angles, it can have a lot better um, outcomes and it leads to um, patients being able to have a more kind of informed choice on what approach they want to take to their health and well-being. Does your family support you as in regards to your understanding and recommendation or just the fact that you as a pharmacist have seen that there are other things uh, that can be done other than regular medications. How, how do they, what do they think about that? That's a good question. I, I think they, they support, you know, me and what I'm, I'm doing, but they're more um, kind of geared toward the, the Western model. And if their, you know, primary doctor or specialist says something that still kind of holds holds the most merit than looking at another perspective to them. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have a, like as if I can see a, uh, a picture, uh, an image that when you have family gathering on how you, that can be, because it, it's kind of tricky when you don't have the family support. Although when, what, when you know in your heart what's true, then you just moves, keep moving on to what you need to do anyway. Yeah. When, when, you, when you speak of the whole health approach, now as a pharmacist, if, if at some point someone asks you, or maybe you can share your experience, if like someone really asks you, it, maybe not directly when you were at the hospital or in that setting, or maybe just in a side conversation in parties, then they'll ask you about certain medication and how that is. Are, how do you take them to that conversation where you could speak about the physical, mental, social, and spiritual and emotional aspects? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, certainly depending what it is, um, but, you know, for example, someone says, you know, I'm taking this, you know, antidepressant medication, um, they, might, they might say, you know, what's, what my opinion on that? And I, I try to be, um, give kind of a, an open approach considering different, you know, different views and um, to kind of talk with them about what what might be some of the the root cause of what's going on that might be causing that like depression or for other people like anxiety so you know one option could be to try taking a medication to say you know increase the serotonin or other neurotransmitters to have you know to help to have balance it and then another approach could be to kind of really go deep and think about what are things in your in your life that's that's causing it, and then how can we how can we change those, um, and to really get at more the source of the problem, 
And then I might talk about, well, these are possible side effects of that medication. That's something to consider there. Um, uh, I might bring up, you know, for example, like with anxiety or depression, like yoga or meditation, things like that can be more, you know, natural options that um, have definitely been effective for some people. Um, yeah, for that example. Oh, I know I earlier I asked about your family, right? And your support. And then I have a thought again of asking you, how about in the workplace when you are around uh, doctors or nurses and were you able to like express to them your holistic ideas or your thoughts? Um, not, you know, I, I did it kind of quiet, quietly to say I had a colleague and I, would, I might say, um, hey, I was just saw this study, you know, for example, with uh, influenza vaccine that um, if you have it, um, you know, five years in a row can increase your risk of Alzheimer's. So I would, I would kind of share that one-on-one -on -one with some colleagues and some were open to it, some were less open to it. But I kind of, I knew if I was going to really kind of be broadly vocal about some different things, I probably wouldn't keep my job. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you shared that because I remember when um, I used to be in, in ICU and we will have like critical care rounds. And at one point there was no pharmacies, pharmacist who joins the round. But then later on, a pharmacist will join us in the round. So there will be the pulmonologist and all the intensivists plus the other doctors and the nurses. Well, one thing I, I really see the importance of the pharmacist being in that round, because they may not even speak about um, like uh, alternative, like supplements or anything like that. But when it comes to the knowledge about medication, they really, pharmacists like you, really know so much about that and you could connect it to to the lab work to the physical symptoms without like without being so attached to you know because you're sort of like an outsider so um, i appreciate your presence our pharmacy presence during those rounds yeah. so i'm glad that you're even if you were not uh, able to speak boldly about it, but uh, what the side conversation is perfect. So I can imagine you. So thank you for being that kind of person. Okay. Right. Now, since you mentioned about the vaccine, it, talk to us more about the vaccine, bef uh, the influenza vaccine. I, I remember again, I didn't, when I was still in ICU, so I didn't like that, I didn't realize that some states make that flu vaccine like mandatory or close to mandatory for seniors. So what's your experience and observation or, or idea on that? Yeah, um, I, I know right from when I was in pharmacy school, it was always on a really big push, you know, that everybody should be getting the influenza vaccine. And uh, I was really only taught one, one side of it. Um, basically that it's, you know, without question effective, everybody should get it. It saves, you know, healthcare a lot of money. 
And then um, I was working in our retail pharmacy and you know, we're, we're, the staff was basically told that you have to give this many flu shots every day. And so for me, that, that didn't quite feel right. I think, you know, I wanted to be able to offer it. And if people came in and that's something they, you know, they, their doctor recommended and then they had that, they wanted to get it, then that was one thing. But I felt like I was almost had to push it. Like I had to sell it to get these, you know, kind of quotas, like get so many in every day. And then I, I just on my own did some research, some different studies and, and what's in the vaccine and how effective is it? And then um, get you know, given those things, then I, I personally decided, well, I, I'm not going to, you know, take it or recommend it to my family. And I didn't want to um, be in a position that I was in a job that I would, I felt I was kind of forced to only kind of sell it to people rather than offer it, you know, op- openly with, and so that's, um, so I, and that was one reason I ended up kind of not continuing on at that job that I was in. And, you know, I think that kind of helped to develop too my kind of passion for wanting people to really have more informed choice and be more aware of, you know, things that they're putting in their body. And, and if that's really, you know, if somebody wants to do it, that's fine. But I, I'd like everybody to have more power to choose. (laughs) Were they pushing it or were, did they say there's a quota on it because of the profit or because it's a sale or is it more? And how do, how did, how do they do that? Like, how do, how do, what do they expect from you? (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't kind of at the, you know, behind at the business level to know how much did we, you know, profit or what that arrangement was with the insurance company. Um, but just kind of the, the fact that we had to, to give out so many a day, you know, that on its own kind of didn't feel quite right to me. And what if you don't, you, you're not able to give that well, 10 or 20 vaccine, influenza vaccine? Did they ask you? Like, did they monitor? Like, what happened? Our, our sale is down. Yeah, I believe it just, it was, um, it was tracked, like, on a report and, and kind of monitored. Um, and, you know, if your numbers were low, then your regional manager would kind of reach out and talk to you about it. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. it did bring into my mind one of the nurses whom I know in New York, and she was a a certified holistic registered nurse, but she was still working for a hospital corporation. So she, I noticed that she really encourages the Filipino group, you know, to have that vaccine. And I keep wondering why she keeps encouraging that. But on the other hand, we, you know, she talks about wholeness or wellness. So I didn't quite get that unless maybe because she's still part of a big corporation, then she's expected to carry out certain tasks and that she cannot you know, say no yet. So that's sort of sometimes sad, as you said. Yeah. Well, I was in ICU. We didn't have that part. They didn't say we have to vaccinate. Um, offer that flu vaccine for all our patients in ICU. First of all, they're fragile enough 
but being in ICU. So at least they didn't say, okay, give those flu vaccines. Then, then, um, and, and, and when it comes to also that, I still also remember one story, Mary, when if, if someone gets sick, how some, the, the side effects, Mary, right? It could happen not just on that day that day one had vaccine, but it could also happen a week or two weeks after. That's my observation. Because if one, an, an elderly person can be good and then suddenly something is not, that person is a little sick or you know have those flu-like symptoms. Right. Yeah. It's not necessarily that day it could be delayed. Okay. Yeah. And, and you also, you, you are, you know about fasting. Now, when you are talking about fasting, is, is it something that you practice on your own or you um, are, have you guided someone on the fasting? Um, yeah, I, I have do some fasting practice on my own. Um, there, there's a lot of different types of it. I like doing the intermittent fasting. And so then there's a, a period of like at least 12 hours on the low end, or you could do tw- 24 hours of um, pretty much not eating, or you could have, you know, water, or black coffee or something like that. And this can help to um, boost people's metabolism um, in your decreasing, you know, toxins coming into your body, especially potentially what, you know, depending on what people's diets are and helps boost uh, mood and energy. Um, some people use it just for weight loss or with different um, health conditions that can also help do, um, with that decrease inflammation in the body. And when you also have that fasting experience, what would be the best advice for you know, those um, diabetic patients or individuals who may want to have some type of intermittent fasting? Mm -hmm. Will that be safe for them or how can they be safe? Yeah, I would just definitely say anyone who has a, you know, health condition to check with their, you know, doctor first who knows them and is working with them, but it can, diabetics, it can be definitely used and can actually help to increase the, um, have beneficial effects on their blood sugar and their insulin resistance. So just consult with your doctor as far as maybe deciding the length of time to try, but diabetics can definitely do that too. Okay. That's good to hear. And, and your usual comment of people again, who, who worries about their medication and their supplements sometimes in fact they may not be taking supplements but they're taking like those blood thinners and the usual advice for them will be don't eat greens but on the holistic side of practitioners they may say you can still eat greens because you're not eating that much big amount to alter that so what would be again the best advice that we could say to those who they know that it is important to eat greens. In fact, in my opinion, the, they got sick because they had lack of greens and they, that brought them to poor health. They, then now that they have on medications, now the more that they shun away. Well, how would, what, yeah, what would be a good conversation for them to be safe? 
Yeah, yeah, I think some people on like the Coumadin or Warfarin, sometimes they might hear it's they have to avoid all the dark green leafy vegetables. Um, but really, if it's best if you can just eat a consistent amount. So if you have a you know, few servings of them or whatever, you know, an average doesn't have to be exact, but to eat roughly a consistent amount of them, and then that would be fine. That's perfect. Right. Now, yes, because if they eat consistently and taking their medicine and when they do their blood work, then at least the blood work also is based on the consistency on how they have used and consumed their medicine. So. And now at least one could still have their nutrients, okay? There are a lot of those good greens. Mm -hmm. mm. And in, 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 in back to your schooling, in, in a pharmacy course, did they also teach ethnobotany? No. Okay. I, I asked that question because when I took my master's and I had an ethnobotany class. We went to Hawaii and we had a few um, students who were taking, who maybe they were, not, they were undergrad. Maybe that's why they had ethnobotany. So they were undergrad and their school, so maybe some schools may, may be doing certain topics like that and they, 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 they took the class with us. And I believe there was a testimony before that because they took that class, then they, it kind of helped them to open more their mind and their eyes and their understanding on how to really look at the wellness. So that was like their path is by taking the ethnobotany class. I would have loved to have taken it, but yeah, I wasn't offered at my school. Yeah. So how does, how, how, how does your day look like in terms of being holistic, in terms of your health and wellness? That I'd like you to share that so that maybe our listeners and our viewers will pick up one habit or two that they too can use. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, me personally, um, I, I like to start with my day in the morning. Um, and I'll, I'll, it varies a little bit. Some days it might be practicing yoga or it might be meditating, um, but I'll at least have some time um, where I kind of roll out my yoga mat and um, do yoga, meditation. And I like to set an intention kind of for the day or just kind of a, a thought, you know, focus and, you know, once in a while, sure, like, any, you know, anybody else, I might miss a morning, but I do notice if I, if I don't do it, I do notice the difference. Um, so the, the morning's a really great time to, you know, as you, as you start your day to, to do something like that. Yoga, meditation um, could be affirmations, positive thinking, um, something like that to kind of really kind of, you know, set your mindset and give you that energy um, boost for the day. Um, so that I'll do that in the morning. And then depending on if, you know, if I'm doing like an intermittent fasting, I might be skipping, you know, breakfast, um, you know, that day or um, so then, I, you know, to kind of my vary a little bit. Um, but I, and I also, you know, incorporate exercise, you know, regularly to run a few times a week. And um if, and if I'm, you know, been at my computer, you know, I generally, you know, I'm the computer a while, you know, researching something or 
you know, check any emails, things like, you know, and such like that. So I, I make sure I get some time to kind of go outside and get some fresh air, enjoy the sunshine, uh, kind of stand up, stretch, kind of take a break. And, you know, that I think is in, important to help to kind of keep you kind of energized and, and vitalized. And I don't think, we're, you know, we're not really meant to just sit at computers all day long. So, but I know I've had desk jobs a lot of times and that's, you know, what you do for your job, but kind of take a, you know, short breaks here and there. Um, can definitely help at the end of the of the day how you feel. So all all of that really does help you, right? From what you're doing now, um, with the meditation, how do you uh, what they always say that meditation really helps us to be mindful. And how is your experience in terms of mindfulness? And how does mindfulness manifest? in your life? Yeah, I, I definitely um, personally have found meditation to help me to be more mindful. And it can even be a short time, just a couple minutes. I might start feeling, you know, hectic or stressed or all over the place or, you know, everybody has that and kind of taking that small time to, to slow down, to focus. I definitely feel like that helps, um, you know, increase my my clarity, calm the mind, and, excuse me, and I do, I do use that regularly. Okay. Have you ever been sick? And how did, how did all this um, lifestyle of yours help you regain or recuperate or restore your health? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I you know, I've been, been sick. Um, you know, the last time I started feeling like maybe I was kind of coming down with, with something, um, I, I took some um, vitamin D and vitamin C, and I don't know, it never did. So, you know, you can't necessarily say, right, hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, those supplements do definitely have a lot of um, beneficial effects and can be, can be used to help to help your you know, immune system function better. And um, I, I think, you know, positive thinking too, if you're coming down with feeling something, because it is true that if, you know, if you're stressed or afraid or worried, those things affect your immune system function and can, you know, def can en enhance an illness or can delay you getting better for sure. So just, you know, resting, really the meditation again, and, you know, hyd hydrating and, maybe some supplements like vitamin C or vitamin D. Thank you, Mary. Now, do you find your friends or your family asking you about things that you should do or they can do, I mean, especially with this fear of the virus? And, you know, how, how do you handle that conversation or what would be your best advice when they're, People are worried. They seem some of them are paralyzed not to go out or not to, not, even the kids. I mean, not directly. They don't show fear directly, the little ones. But they seem to be cautious also if their parents are cautious. What's your experience these days in this real different times? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a lot different. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, you know, depending on the conversation or the amount of 
time, you know, I have, I, I might bring up, you know, some statistics like um, to, to say, you know, out of, you know, the diet, you know, people that have died with it, they didn't have another, you know, ICD-10 or another diagnosis code, you know, the number was actually quite, quite low. And I'll bring up like the kind of the stats of what that was, or I might bring up examples where in certain states, um, they actually counted a case, um, a test positive cases more than one. And, and so if you're just Kind of so people are just watching the mainstream news. I might kind of bring up some some things that, that we would find in you know alternate news to help to I think to calm their fears because um, then they realize oh it's you know maybe it's not really as as bad as the hype then that can can kind of you know subside some of the fear and the, the anxiety um, or I, I do recommend the um, like vitamin C vitamin D or, or zinc. And just in general, um, you know, tr trying to, you know, I kind of point out too that if people are living, you know, in that state of fear or that stress, it's only going to increase the chance, you know, of them getting um, sick. But, you know, kind of resting, maybe if they're watching the news too much, okay, take a break from the news and, you know, just spend some time outside. And, um, you know, those are kind of, you know, some general things that I might talk about. Mary, do you want to share about your podcast? Because if you're sharing very good information with us today, I can imagine about your podcast and I would want the people to know that you're doing that, okay? So, um, thanks. Yeah, it's my, the name of my podcast is Mindful Empowerment and you can find it on YouTube, on BitChute, or the audio only on you know Spotify or Apple Podcast, and I I interview people. Um, I also have like last week I just put up a 15 minute video of you know me talking about some different facts regarding the influenza vaccine um, to you know help bring more awareness to that. So yeah, definitely check out my channel, Mindful Empowerment. Okay, so you, you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. So could, now you could have your own pharmacy resource, okay? Not a regular pharmacy, but the holistic pharmacy, because we, we need more of holistic people in all different, uh, um, different fields, because that will come together. So we, we have uh, the information, not just from one side, okay? And then you, you can decide and ex experience on your own. Um, Mary, wh why do you think your work is so important right now? Because I say it is important, but let me hear what, what, what makes this so important for you? Well, I, th I mean, I think really like similar to your doing is, is so important because, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, different than kind of just the only you know, one way or only the mainstream. We're we're giving another perspective. We're giving other information. You know, really trying people to be healthier. I know in the beginning, I think, um, like you read, like okay, be healthier, have have a happier life. Who wouldn't want that, right? Everybody wants that, and a lot of companies will use that. Um, like you know, pharmacy companies or health companies will use that kind of as part of their slogan. Um, and but then when I when I was working any you know, for those companies. 
think, okay, I don't know if this is really the best way to help people um, achieve that. So I think, you know, we're really trying to have that rounded approach um, to, you know, genuinely to help people. What's your biggest challenge when you're doing this now or you're transitioning to really making it stronger or making your presence known? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, right now I'm just, you know, haven't done this, you know, too long. So, you know, being con consistent and I, I think that um, I'm, you know, putting the in information out there and I'm, you know, wanting to, you know, to reach people and help people. So, you know, people listening, they can, you know, email me too what topics and, you know, that they want to hear about and to continue to, to grow that way. Did we mention also about happier, that people want to be happier? Yes. Oh, okay. I know we said healthier. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if we mentioned yeah. happier, let's, let's hear your, what makes you happy? Yeah. Um, I, I know, I know you're asking me the questions, but I, I have to, I'll have to have you on interview you too, Grace. I know every time I, I see you, I have a beautiful smile and so happy. But um, so we, what makes me happy? I, you know, it's an interesting question because I think it can be taken kind of, I guess, you know, lightly, but really kind of analyzing it. Um, I do feel kind of most happy and joyful when I'm, you know, when I'm doing things that um, truly matter to me, that I'm really passionate about, you know, that are really in line with what I feel my, my mission is. And, and then in another sense, um, sometimes if you're not feeling happy, I think you can choose to be happy. Um, you know, the, the saying of happiness is a choice. I think that is definitely partially true. Um, you can decide, all right, I'm going to be happy or I'm going to not let this get me down or um, I'm going to make a, you know, positive change in my life in this area or you know, something like, like that too. I definitely think that that has... Um, you know, truth and value and just in the, the thought of happiness, you know, being a choice and deciding to be happy. It's just, in, it's just nice to hear you know, all the, my guest ideas or just, just their experience on what makes them happy and the underlying like commonality uh, for everyone seems like, you know, when they're doing something that they really like that matters, especially to other people and basically to their lives, that makes them happy. And then the other one that I seem to hear all the time is relationships. Then when they could have that nice relationship that begins again from within themselves and then that manifests to others, then that makes them happy. So it's good. So we wish that also for our listeners and for the viewers, I know that uh, things can be difficult for, for most caregivers, but as Dr. As Mary said, as you know, you, we just have to have that choice to be happy, even temporarily, because, you know, all of us have those moments and it's okay. Then, in, in fact, when we have those sad moments, then we feel so good when we're happy. <laughs> Lately, little technology learning that I, I get makes me so happy because I'm, I'm, especially when I'm having some resistance of knowing technology and doing the podcasting and when I learned something oh my this is so 
exciting. Mary, so if there's anything more that you want to, is, is there, yeah, anything more that you want to change in your life? Um, I mean, I, I think there's always, always thing, everybody, we can always, you know, in, improve or, um, you know, grow or have the next, you know, goal of what we want to do. And, um, you know, right now I want to be able to help more people through my podcast. Um, I, they can, you know, contact me too for one-on-one -on -one health coaching. And uh, I really want to help to, to share the things that, that I've learned and to help people. That's, that's a big goal um, that I have right now. Well, what was your best advice that you got from someone? And you can follow that with whatever is your best advice for someone who wants to be a pharmacist. Oh, let's see, the best advice about anything, I guess, let's see. Yeah, uh, anything. Anything. Um, for that you receive yourself. Okay. Uh, still re you remember, so that means it, it has an impact on you. Yeah. I mean, what, what comes to mind for me right away um, is to um, kind of go with your, your gut instinct or kind of listen to maybe that kind of that voice, I guess, to put it another way that because, um, you know, we were in such a, a busy world with so many different opinions and to, to kind of, you know, slow down and kind of think about, all right, what, what is that, you know, is this the right thing or and just to kind of lis listen to that, to the, you know, your intuition and, and to go with it. So that's, that's been advice. Yeah, that has been given to me. And I, I think it was great advice. And what would your uh, same advice you'll give to someone who wants to be a pharmacist? Oh, okay. Sorry for someone who wants to be a pharmacist. Um, yeah, I misunderstood the last one. Oh, no, I, no. I think the that I... That was perfect for you. Oh. And I want what give it to you. But now, what's your advice for a pharmacist? Okay. Um, I think I would share my experience with them. And I know when, you know, when I was going to, to school, there was a lot more demand um, for pharmacists in the United States, you know, giving sign-on bonuses and very easy to find a job. And I know that has changed um, right now. It can be a lot harder to find a job. And, um, you know, I've, I've known a lot of pharmacists just get let go with companies cutting back. Um, so I might kind of talk to them about what is the, what are the reasons they they want to be a pharmacist and and you know depending kind of what the the reason are i might you know recommend okay well maybe you want to also um, get a specialty in you know whatever it is to help to um you know you'll be able to you know get that job easier or to 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 focus on that um, and, or, I mean, or, or potentially, I think some people, maybe they want to be a pharmacist, but then depending, they don't necessarily know the reality of, you know, what that job might look like or, or, you know, what I'm doing now, I'm not doing a classical pharmacist job. So you can, there are really a lot of options um, when having a pharmacist degree, you can really do a lot of different things. So I, I would kind of share that too. Fantastic. We're going towards the end of our episode, but I want you to, Please 
um, paint a picture on where we were, Mary would be in five years or 10 years and let our audience know where they can get in touch with you. Oh, yeah, great question. So um, audience, you can get in touch with me at drmaryelizabeth at gmail or just finding my channel Mindful Empowerment on YouTube or BitChute. And um, in, in five years, I, I am going to, you know, I can, I'd like to be able to say, you know, I've helped being able to help so many people and, you know, with, with their health, you know, in, instead of just using the Western model, sometimes use medication, but sometimes being able to use alternatives and to, to decrease the amount of medications they're taking and to be able to, you know, have to really be healthier and to get that much more out of their life and to take their power back by being able to make more informed choices. And that's, I'd like to be, um, yeah, five years to say that's, you know, my position and I'm just kind of, you know, growing and, and reaching more people. Well, thank you. How about any last few words for our um, stressed caregivers? What you might want to, you know, suggest to them so they could, it could help them? Yeah, um, I haven't personally been um, in that situation. Um, but I know my mom was, she took care of my, my grandpa. Um, so I do have a little bit, you know, personal experience with being close to that. But I, you know, I know it can be just stressful and overwhelming and emotional and all those things. And I think having um, a, a network or being, you know, in contact with other people who are going through similar situations and connecting with them and kind of sh you know, sharing that can um, definitely help and, and just kind of going with the flow and, and then also taking time for, for yourself to take care of, of yourself too. This conversation is wonderful. Thanks again, Mary. And I will end with an, a quantum affirmation and this quantum affirmation, Mary, I shuffle my cards in the morning and with intention, I will choose a card for like, I'll say, okay, let me have the card that I can share for today, like I said, for Mary and then for our viewers. And I encourage the audience to say this affirmation three times in the morning, three times at noon and three times in the evening. I'm just sharing what helps me also every single day. And I remember when I still was going to the um, adult medical day center, sometimes I would carry my card so that in, during at lunchtime, then I can say it loud. So I'm going to share that. It says unlimited wealth. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships. I am unstoppable. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships. I am unstoppable. I am blessed with unlimited opportunities for wealth and solid financial support. The wealth and abundance of the universe is mine. 
My wealth also includes knowledge, friendships, good health, and valuable relationships. I am unstoppable. See, perfect. <laughs> so I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mary Elizabeth Mansfield, our holistic pharmacist for today. And thank you, dear audience. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, and we'll put all the information down below. But for the meantime, check out my, um, in, in my Quantum Nurse YouTube and also in my Quantum Nurse podcast in multiple platforms, just like Mary's Mind Empower, Empowerment in multiple platforms. And my website is quantumnurse.life. You could check that out because I have upcoming events soon in the future. And this will not be the last time that we'll have Dr. Mary Elizabeth, okay? We'll find time again, especially if she keeps moving forward for other of her events, then I will be most happy to have her back so she could share to you what else is in her mind. I say in my language, Mabalos. Thank you. Thank you, Grace.